House Smarts Radio. Good morning, 611 in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. Uh, good morning to Schwani, who's uh, sitting in this morning, and Andy Mazur. Yeah. How are we doing, good, gentlemen? Good. good. Doing, doing well. well. Yep. Yes, good morning. Lindsay is uh, is uh, getting her coffee. I think I'm she's right. Oh, there she is. She's right there. Okay. I'm she's back. Got I'm You're back. back. She's back. All right. We're ready. We were just making sure everybody was uh, in their places. Um, I have a couple quick things. Uh, I was talking to Bob Ferguson before we uh, went on the air. And uh, Andy, have you done the story about the the... Baseball? Did you do the story about the baseball they found in the Tribune Tower? I have not, but I I saw that yesterday, and that's pretty pretty weird and pretty amazing all at the same time. So Rick Kogan evidently did a story that's in the Chicago Tribune. I just uh, briefly read it online, and there was a time capsule in the Tribune Tower that no one knew about, and the new owners uncovered it, and in there is a baseball from the, I'm going to get the year wrong, but the Black Sox World Series yeah. game. 1919. Nin- 1919. Wow. Yeah. Shawnee, you weren't at that game, were you? No, not quite. <laughs> 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 Say and, it ain't so, Joe. And evidently, the baseball, I mean, they didn't change baseballs like they do now, right? No. And that ball struck out more players, allegedly. Um, than any other baseball, yeah. In a World and, Series and game. If you see the picture of it, the baseball is in uh, rather shabby condition. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said. And now, if the ball touches the dirt at all, it's a new baseball yeah. gets put into play. <laughs> I years ago, and Andy, you may know this. Uh, there was some statistic about how many baseballs Major League uh, Baseball goes through during a season of regular season games, and it was astonishing. The amount, like you want to be the people making the baseballs. Oh, yeah. you're making all kinds of money. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Rawlings company is doing okay. Wow. So that's kind of cool. And uh, so evidently they're going to auction it off. And if you get a chance, go to ChicagoTribune.com and Rick Kogan's stories there. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting. And uh, it's. Uh, have any of you ever done a time capsule anywhere? I think we did one in elementary school. I don't yeah. remember what. That was all about. Uh, it was probably in the you know the early mid seventies. We did something. I, right. I don't remember what we put in there. To be honest with you. Right. Right. I know it's the same with me. We did one for high school graduation. Um, my girlfriends and I, and I couldn't tell you where it is or what's in it, but somebody's going to find it one day. Right. So I think it's important if you're going to for for you young kids out there with the time capsules, because um, they evidently with this one don't know who put it there. Whatever. Put a note in there that says that. Hi, it's Lindsay Smithwick, and I used to live here from ba 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 ba. And we decided to do this so that you know, forty years from now, you would you know, like, oh, that's amazing, whatever. So I know. We give the that. people that you know that are going to find it a little uh, backstory. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't remember that. And how are we feeling about the death of Her Majesty the Queen? Well, we're watching right now at this hour the formal proclamation ceremonies that are going on uh, in and around London. Mm. Uh, The Accession Council is the one that makes the formal proclamation, and they did so here about two hours ago, uh, signing all the formal papers. And there's a parade underway now in London uh, during the second proclamation. I don't know how many more there will be, Mm. but uh, the second proclamation is taking place now, and no official date yet set for either 
Queen Elizabeth's uh, state funeral or right. the coronation ceremony, the right. formal coronation. I mean, it's kind of amazing, right, for all of us. Oh, She's man. been the Queen of England our whole lives. Yes, yeah. indeed. Right? 1952. And, yeah. That's crazy. That was and, before uh, my lifetime, Lou. Yes, and she is a, you know, was a formidable, uh, impressive person. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just always, I really need to, we need to, with all the talk of the, uh, you know, the, the monarchy, I'm always so confused about the whole thing, right? Like, because they really don't run the country, right? But no, yet, no. But yet they're... Uh, you know, they're like a trusted advisor, or an something. advisor, a figurehead, um, you know, and then there's commonwealths that are part of Great Britain, right? right? But they right. don't rule those countries. Yeah. And it's really sort of confusing. And, you know, the, the one thing I will always remember is I was talking to someone that I met who was from Britain. He goes, you got to understand something. He goes, you're a citizen of the United States. I go, yeah. He goes. I'm a royal subject. It's a subject, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm like, huh, interesting. So, and and they, they love the royal family over love there. The royal family. I, I got a quick story, and then we'll get uh, get to your phone calls. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. So I passed by this uh, this home uh, on occasion. It's in Evanston, and uh, if you go to my either Instagram page or my Facebook page, you will see a picture. This home has this concrete goose that is on the corner. The house is on the corner. And the people that live in this home, I don't know them, but they dress up this goose pretty regularly with, like, custom-made outfits that reflect whatever might be happening during that time of year, right? So at Christmas, you know, it's dressed up like a holiday thing. Or Fourth of July, it's patriotic. And it's like, it appears to be a concrete goose that's maybe, I don't know, two and a half feet tall or so. And it just looks out on the corner and stands there. And whomever lives there makes these, it appears that they crochet these little jackets and or hat or a scarf or whatever it might be. It's actually quite funny. And, and it's very interesting because you walk by and like, huh, look at that Valentine's day or whatever, you know, and it's this goose. So I drove by the evening that the Queen of England passed away. And the goose was dressed like a British color guard. Oh, okay. Like the guards you would see at the at Buckingham Palace or Windsor uh, Castle. A Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle full regalia. With the big hat, the goose. big fur hat. With the big hat. Oh, yeah, it I'm is at the right cool. Now. Is that the coolest thing? It's pretty awesome. That is neat. That is neat. I mean, I'm like, talk about, who just whipped that out? Right. Like, you don't have that in your totally. back pocket. That's what I'm thinking. Right? <clears throat> so, if you want to see it, I thought it was quite uh, quite sweet. And my, my daughter, Carmen, loved this goose. She would walk by this goose all the time. She took pictures of it every time. She's like, I think I'm going to put a book together with these pictures of these goose. And uh, she my, she moved away lives uh in uh in michigan now and i saw it i sent a picture and she immediately calls me back said that just made my day (laughs) (laughs) so really cool uh anyway god save the queen and uh long live the king i suppose to all you uh uh, royal subjects out there all right 857-557-4 lou is our phone number 857-557-4568 is the phone number 
We've got a bunch of stuff coming up this morning. If you're doing any staining and you need to do a little touch-up, there's a brand new product out there to help you do that. We're going to revisit our conversation I had a couple of weeks ago with Julio Sullivan from Misericordia, because tomorrow is Family Fest. The weather doesn't look like it's going to cooperate, but you know what? Things can change. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want people to come out and help support Misericordia. Bring a raincoat. It'll be fun. And... Um, so we'll do that, and we'll also uh, take your phone calls, 857 557 lou Let's do this. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hello, Don. I hear you, Don. Hello, Don. No? No, Don? Hmm. There, there he was. There went Don. All right, Don, you can call me back, 857 557 lou 857-557-4. Four five six eight is the phone number. Uh, I, later on, I want to talk to you a little bit too about. Um, do we've got a refresh show coming up that um, I think you're going to want to uh, join us with? It's uh, the leaves are changing, right? And it might be time to make some changes in your home as well. Tune in House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, on Saturday, September twenty fourth, for our fall home refresh show. And that's sponsored by DuPage Credit Union, Fireplace and Chimney Authority, and Mitsubishi Electric Heating and AC. We're going to talk about all these little upgrades and things that you can do to your home to make a huge difference. I'm in the middle of a of an upgrade now that um, is on our kitchen. You know, we have a home in southeastern Wisconsin, and it's like a lot of us, right? You You start with one little thing. The oven went out. And the burners went out. I think I mentioned this, and we couldn't couldn't get any parts to fix the burners. The thing was, you know, fourteen, maybe sixteen years old. And so we're like, we're going to get a new oven in range, and we put it in there. We're like, you know, we really should paint these kitchen cabinets, and we should redo the countertops. And so my, so I started doing it. I took a couple days off, and I started, you know, doing some work. And so now the kitchen is half torn up. The, the counters are gone. I built some cabinets, some custom cabinets. I'm not a cabinet builder, but I'm pretty proud of myself. And let, yesterday, my wife goes, you know, this is how I used to live when I was 27 years old. She goes, aren't there people that do this now for us? <laughs> I go, well, yeah. I go, but this brings me joy. What was the name of that woman that brings you joy? Remember that lady, the organizer? Um, what was yeah, her name? Oh, gosh. Joy, no. But, um, I, but, I, but the thing is, is that. Uh, my body's giving out because, you know, the problem is as I'm doing the work, I, I know this is hard to believe, but I'm a man possessed. And once I start like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I was, and if I'm left alone, like I was there by myself doing the work, all of a sudden I look down, it's one in the morning and I'm still working. Right. And I go, I gotta, I gotta, gotta go to bed. And then I get up at six in the morning. And I start all over again. It's good to be married to Lou. Well, <laughs> Well, I mean, when it comes to this kind of stuff, right, right. She's like, we did this when I was 27. And I go, yeah, I know. All right, let's see if we can find uh, Don one more time in De- Lamont. Hey, Don, are you there? Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> My phone is so touchy. Oh. If you decide to put it up to your ear, it decides that you wanted to click onto something else. Understood. So, well, how may I help you this morning, sir? Well, from last week's program, you had a material on for a new Lou 2. Okay. Patching driveways where you put it in and then you watered it down. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, you're talking about on uh, on the TV show. Yeah, it's a product called Aqua 
fault? Aqua. Aqua. A Q U A. Fault. F A U L T. Aqua fault. All right. And and, uh, and it is. Uh, it, you know, it's, I think it's like a two, uh, it might be like, it's not a five pound bucket. It's probably a two and a half pound bucket and you literally pour it in. So you clean up the hole, whatever you're trying to patch and you're going to need a tamper. And, um, then you pour this in, you tamp it, tamp it, put a little bit more material and then you hose it down. The water activates, uh, um, and it activates it, and the company claims you can drive back on it in a couple of hours. Yeah, well, I don't quite understand. All those are normally oil based, so water kind of surprised me. But uh, it and so I he, called a couple of your stores, one of yours, in fact, and asked about it. Nobody seemed to know anything about it. So I yeah, no, I, I, I think that uh, I think I'm pretty sure that at least a, I think our Villa Park store we have a couple of containers there. It's not super. Uh, it's not super popular because they don't they don't promote it uh, as well as they should. So, as opposed to the you know the sixty pound bag that you can buy that's always hard to deal with, I know that for if 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 a, a store doesn't have it, they can order it for you because I know it's in the Ace Warehouse, uh, and uh, and they can get it in a couple days. But it really does work. Is it expensive enough that I can't use it on a major? repair job it's more expensive than regular uh you know patch it's probably yeah, twice as ex- twice as expensive twice as expensive yeah. all right that's still cheaper than uh i want to repair a parking lot in the church is what i'm really getting at how many how big is it well i just let a contract out for 2700 square feet it's gonna cost me seventeen thousand dollars well, you're not going to, yeah, but you're, if yeah. you're talking about a church, no, no. this is not a church parking lot uh, product. Yeah. The, the, no, I mean, no. it is, it is for, it is for a couple of potholes here and there, but. Well, that's um, what I'm doing. Right. The other side of the church has got a newer lot in it, but it's got some holes starting to show up. Right. And I just patch those holes. Right. And I th- this stuff sounds like it might be a better thing than just a normal patch. Well. It's very strong. It's very durable. And maybe what you think about is try and do a couple test spots first and see what you think. And then do the math and then see, you know, if it makes sense for you. That would probably be the way to go. Don, I appreciate um, your phone call. I'm just bumping up against news time here. Yeah, by the way, just uh, once again, our first call is sponsored by bathfitter.com forward slash Lou. It's 630 in the morning. We need to head into the WGN newsroom. And check in with Dave Schwan. Lou, how you doing? I'm doing well. How may I help you this morning? Uh, just a quick one, Lou. I have, on 97, I had the wall knocked down, put made the kitchen a little longer, and they laid canoleum down. Well, what happened is, I didn't know they must have glued the center part, and now I'm getting a slight, like a crack through where you can see it popping up. <laughs> I don't know what I could do there. Right in the, so in the, it's a, it's a sheet good of linoleum? It's it's a sheet like it takes like they took a piece, ran it all away, and they somehow uh, steamed it and then sealed it, and it looked good. But now it's starting to uh, uh, get in the crack, like in the, the middle of it. In the middle, and can are you able to if you're right now if you go step on it or put weight on it, does it go back down? 
No, it's starting to pop up. Oh. And I, somebody said put a strip, you know, like a, a, like like a, a piece of metal you cross with the nail, just put it across that. I don't know what to do. How, how, big, of I tried, a, I how, a, how big of a floor is it? Uh, it's a good 12 feet wide yeah. that the strip is. You can see the crack coming from one end almost to the other end in a way. Some spots are still down sealed. Can I? It's, it's going to pop up. Can I talk you into and/or does the budget allow you to replace the floor? Uh, say that again, please. Well, I, I, the thing is, is that you know, putting like a transition strip or something over the top of it, it's not going to be visually that yeah. nice. It's not going to look that nice. And no, I know. And then you know, it could potentially be a trip hazard, or you're moving a chair, or whatever it is. That's not what you want to do. I mean, the you you know, in a perfect world, you would take up that linoleum and put down a new floor. In a less than perfect world, you could do something like a luxury vinyl floor and go right over the top. It's not my first recommendation, yeah. but it is an inexpensive way to really kind of spruce the place up and have it look really nice. Um, so yeah, Lou. One thing. Uh- what we're trying to do is sell the house and move, and I don't know if I'm leaving it on somebody else's problem if I put a strip there. Or, well, you know what I mean? let me ask you this, then. If you're going to sell the house and move, does the house have other issues that need to be addressed other than the crack in the floor? In other words, and, and, and there's another, yeah, two minor ones there. Yeah, there's Right, but like, what? How old is ones. the? How old is the kitchen? How old are the bathrooms? You know, things like that. Well, the kitchen was redone. The whole first floor was redone in '97. Okay, so you know, and that it, and, and that uh, kitchen and that kitchen is where the floor is with the crack. Right. Okay. And it's it's off to the side a little bit because that's where the bedroom is to be. And for some reason, I don't know why they you know how they scheme it. I guess and they put it together. Right. Here's my here's my thing for you. I would not worry about the right. floor because. Whoever, whomever's going to buy the home, more than likely, uh-huh. is going to buy it with the intention of remodeling the kitchen, since it's from 97. Right. So the floor is going to get, you know, ripped out anyway. And so if you price the house right and you clean it up and, you know, other than the crack in the floor, your house is in a nice neighborhood and, you know, it's well-maintained, I'm sure you'll do just fine. Yeah, okay, then I, I appreciate your time, Lou, and uh, thank you. Just just couldn't figure out why with uh, not putting a whole piece in all the way, I guess. Right, I don't right, know. right, right. I all mean, and now okay, you've discovered I, it I, now. I well, good luck. I, good luck. I hope it all goes well, and uh, and you're able to sell the house, no problem. I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is the phone number. This is Bill calling from Compton. Hey, Bill, you're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. A long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. I, uh, my dad was a general contractor for 40 years, so I love listening to you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so my wife and I uh, got lucky this year. In March, we bought a house in southwest Florida. It had been painted last year, but we truly despise the coloring that's on it. And I, you know, I, do, I do all kinds of interior stuff, but I've never painted the outside of a home. So I'm looking for some suggestions. Do I have to clean that paint first, even though it was just done a year ago? What, what is the what is the uh, exterior of the home down there? Is it like it's a synthetic? Stucco. It's stucco. Is it synthetic? 
I don't know the answer to that. How do you know the age of the home? It was 1975, but it's all been redone. Got Everything's it. been redone on it. I put a security system up and I uh, put these screws in and it like chipped away and it was like a, a granite, like a granity feel, like a sand. Okay. So it's probably legit, you know, uh, masonry from the 70s. It, it, even though it's been redone, my guess is it's, you know, the real deal. Here's what I would do. And it's a single story home, right? It is. It's a ranch. Yeah. Brand new roof, brand new everything. Um, so if you want to make your life easy, what I would do is, yes, you should clean it. You got all that mildew and humidity that's down in Florida. So you could, a couple things, you could, you'd be a perfect candidate for wet and forget. Okay. And what I would do is buy a couple of bottles of their extreme reach hose end. And I would spray the house down with the wet and forget. Give it a couple of weeks. And even though they say no rinsing, no pressure washing, that kind of stuff, then I would go at it with the hose and just rinse off any residue so you can speed up the process. Okay? Okay. Now when it dries, now we're going to pick the color that you love. And you have two choices. You can use a brush and a roller and just, you know, work your merry way going along. Or you could buy like a Wagner spray gun and do a little taping of the windows, and you could probably paint the house in a day. Yeah, I, I foresee my wife and I doing it the, the latter, the, the, the first one. I <laughs> well, see us rolling and painting. Well, that's fine. We're like, we're particular. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the spray gun just, I, I just think of overspray and I think of hitting cars in the neighborhood. Well, I, I have to. That, so not, the only reason I'm saying that is that. These newer Wagner spray guns have unbelievable control. And for what you're doing, if, you, if you're if you particular, you're the absolute perfect candidate for a spray gun. Because then you go tape off the windows and the places you don't want to spray. And you'd be amazed at the control and the speed and the coverage that you get with this. So... Not, not on a windy day. <laughs> well, just not on a windy, not on a windy day. But if you're, you know, you're spraying it with latex, and so it's not like you're spray painting a car. You don't get that kind of overspray like you get from uh, when you see, you know, the Mako commercials and the guys. You still should wear some type of uh, mask. But I mean, if it's not a big house, then you absolutely could just go at it with a brush and a roller. And uh, with the stucco, you know, use a thicker nap roller. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the exterior brands of paint, Benjamin Moore has really good lines of, of exterior paint. And uh, the Ace product, which is called Clark & Kensington, is a very good exterior product. And, uh, you know, little secret, Benjamin Moore actually makes it for Ace. So, um, is that, Are they down there in southwest Florida? Ace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where in Florida? You recommended... We never had granite countertops before, and um, this winter you recommended this gold seal stuff for my granite. My wife loves it. She bought the whole thing. She bought all four bottles. Oh, granite gold. Yeah, we go every three months. We go there, down there. and Nice. I mean, she's using this cleaner every time. I'm like, let's do it once a year. She goes, no, I love it. Yeah, well, you know, she's particular. (laughs) She is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Good luck with the project. And when you're down there, you know, you can stream us down there, too. Oh, perfect. I'll yeah. do that. I'll pick it. I'll grab it on my cell right now. I'll you download it. it. You got it. All right. Be well. Have a good day. Thanks, Lou. 857 557 Lou. 857 
557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi. Good morning, Lou. Morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, hi. How are you? I am doing um, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, thanks, as always, for being our go-to guy. Oh. Um, two quick questions. Always, always. Um, is there a compelling reason for us to change the uh, electrical fuses in our home to circuit breakers? Because we... We have been on the hunt for um, an electrician who will do this, and we've gotten mixed responses to that question. Some of them say yes. Well, not some. One of them says yes. One of them says no. Why would you do that? You so have we don't you have screw in fuses now. Yes. Okay. Yes. What's your plan, uh, Peggy, with living in the home that you live in? Um, if you had a crystal well, ball. Well, if I had a crystal ball, I'd say sell it and go someplace warmer. But um, that's probably not going to happen in the short term. We're living close to our our, um, our adult kids and our grandkids, and we really like that. So I, I would say, you know, probably 10 years. Okay. Let's say 10 years. So the here. system you have, while effective, is not as um, safe and robust as a new electrical service with electrical breakers that are updated to... The code. So from yep. a standpoint, okay. and, and, and someday, 10 years from now, when you go to sell this home, there'll be a ginormous red flag that you're out of date on your electrical panel. Okay. And 10 years okay. from now, it'll cost twice as much as it would cost you yes. now. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, and so, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, is that when, as you're trying to simplify your life, right, Sure, a new service costs money. You know, they got to do a new drop, and the ComEd's got to bring a new, you know, whatever, a 100-amp service or a 200-amp service. And if you were going to do it, um, what, how many bedrooms is your home? Uh, three. But it's, it's, a, it's a relatively small ranch. But, yeah, it's a three-bedroom. With that same crystal ball in Elmhurst, which is this is very common in Elmhurst, 10 years from now, are they tearing that house down? We think about that all the time. Every time we make an improvement, we go, now, is this really smart? Because <laughs> Right, but I mean, you know, we, 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 I drive through Elmhurst all the time because we have a, a hardware store in Villa yeah. Park, and so... We go there all the time. Thank you. Because, um, but, but yeah. I mean, I see, you know, when I drive down, like, St. Charles Road, yeah. you know, and I see, oh, there's a cute little ranch, and then there's a ginormous brand new house. Are yeah. you, are you in it's, that kind of neighborhood? Um. No, we are we are in the far south um, west corner of Elmhurst, which is actually not Elmhurst School District. So um, we we are not as um, desirable, shall we say, <laughs> to, to families who are looking for Elmhurst schools because we are not in Elmhurst. School so district. then maybe so. My, my, the reason I ask that question is that you know I would default always to tell you to put in a new two hundred amp service, but oh, okay, but. Based on what you're telling me, you could save a little money by doing a hundred amp service. Okay. And if and it's a small, my, my husband, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. My husband says we have hundred amp now, and that is sort of brings me to my next question. Um, although I would like to circle back real quick if there's time, but it, it, we're going to put in a tankless water heater. Yeah, baby. and we're just waiting for plumbers. Do we need to to increase the amperage is 100 amps okay for a tankless water heater are you doing a gas tankless or an electric i don't know <laughs> i don't know how do i how do we make that determination well i mean there uh 
is um you know there's a they do make electrics that, um, you know, then you have no gas, no venting. You don't have to worry about any of that. Ah. If you were to do that, you'd probably need, well, a 100 amp service would do it. You would just need a a, a box that accommodated that. But, um, okay. you know, if you've got a 100 amp now, I mean, the thing is, if you have the electrician to come and look at it all, they'll be able to give you uh, options and say, all right, look. Peggy, the, you know, 100 amp is this, and uh, 200 amp is, you know, $400 more. I'm just making that number up. Okay. For $400 yeah. or $500, if the budget allows, that's the way. That's where you yeah. want to spend your money. Okay. And one other quick question. Do you have a, it, it yeah. also related to electrical. So two electricians have been here, and we are having a hard time getting them to get back to us. One of them said that we, I think what you alluded to a minute ago, is that we have to go outside or he, whatever, has to go outside and rip off the siding on that part of the house and ch- change out the the electrical, you know, comet has to come out and... They have the to put it, They have to put in that. what's called a new drop. Okay. Is that the... That's the, the pole. Outside? That's the pole and the meter uh, that has to be done. Okay. And this, in particular, okay. if you're going to go to 200 amp, then that's what okay. you have to do. And does um, ComEd do that, or does the electrician do that? No, no, no. That? So the electrician, so what happens is the electrician comes, they put in the new drop, um, ComEd comes in, de-energizes the power. Uh, I think that they end up doing that so they can temporarily hook up the power. For, you'll be without power for, you know, a day while they do this. It's all a coordination okay. thing. Then ComEd comes, makes the connection, you have your brand new breaker oh. box, and, you know, everything is happy. Okay. Um, I don't yeah, know yeah. if they go to elect Elmhurst, but take this phone number down as well. Uh, Arnold okay. Arnold Electric, okay. Okay. Seven seven three. Okay. Two nine zero. Okay. Nineteen forty four. Yeah, Got call, it. call okay. them and see if they'll come out and give you a bid. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks so much. We'll appreciate it so much. Have, Have a great day. You too, Peggy. Appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a break and be back right after this. Passing of the Queen of England. And then uh, Bob Sir- Ferguson says in my ear, oh, you got to talk to Andy about all these uh, scenes from movies that uh-huh. uh, had to do with the Queen. And then he said, and Bob goes, you know, he's really like our Roy Leonard. <laughs> Well, that's very sweet of you to say there, Bob that's Ferguson. A, that's a good one, right? Those are right? huge shoes to fill. No, thank you. But, uh, yeah, you remember the uh, the Naked Gun movie, the original? Yeah, sure. So they're at the baseball game, and it's the California Angels are playing. I can't remember who they're playing, but, uh, you know, Leslie Nielsen becomes the umpire. And the whole plot of the movie is about uh, about killing the Queen of England. Oh, right. And Reggie Jackson takes the, the gun out, and, he start, and he's like, hypnotized, must kill the Queen. <laughs> So after I have not thought about that in forever. So after she passed, Reggie Jackson takes to Twitter and says, Now we all know I was innocent. Amen. R.I.P. Queen E. Oh my gosh. That's (laughs) so funny. Wasn't there, am I remembering this right? When uh weren't the Olympics in England several years ago? And wasn't there uh a scene where a Someone jumped out of a plane, and it was it was like Daniel Craig, like James Bond. But then, mm-hmm. as the person landed, they were dressed like the Queen uh, coming into the stadium. Does that ring a bell I don't to anybody? That, no. 
I think there's you could you could I'll, put I'll, together quite the clips of how the queen was used in a million different kinds of movies. Oh, it, it was, and, and Naked Gun that uh, that was just so funny for so many different reasons. Not not the, <laughs> not the plot, but just some of the other right. things that were in there. You know, the problem with those movies now, Andy, is that you watch them and you're like, mm, I don't know that they would be able to run that movie now. Yeah, especially because it's got O.J. Simpson in it. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that too. Yes. That would be a good one. Yeah, right. So, well, you know. Anyway, God, no, 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 no. We don't say God saved the queen. I guess you would still say that, wouldn't you? You, you say God saved the king now. They actually now changed the words to the national anthem oh, yesterday. Right. Yeah, right. God saved the king. Yeah, I saw a tweet from uh, Paul McCartney and, um, you know, expressing his sorrow for the passing of the queen. And then he he finished his tweet with, long live the king, right? mm-hmm. which is such a British kind of monarchy thing. It just kind of, yeah. it's, right, an, it's something we've never heard before. N- in right, our right. Exa- and we're not British, right? So it's like weird, though. I think we need somebody needs to do a deep dive of the. Did I ever talk about this? The Commonwealth and all the countries that Britain is part of. Like, there's this whole group, you know, Britain, Great Britain. There are something like 14 different commonwealths that are under the British rule, but not really. And it's confusing. But I read somewhere that now, very quickly, King Charles will be going to all those, like, the duty of it, once he is officially installed or whatever, I mean, I guess he already is, he will go to every one of those commonwealths to, like, show his, I'm the king. And he has to within the next, like, 30 days. How about that? Talk about a whirlwind tour. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Commonwealth of Nations is a voluntary association of 56 sovereign states. 56? Yeah. Most of them British colonies or dependencies of those colonies. Yeah. Right? So he's got There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that's a... Think of the frequent flyer miles he's going to get. Oh, yeah. Think, he's going to be upgraded every... The whole stretch of the way he's going to get upgraded. Think about this, too. Somebody mentioned it on the air the other day. I can't remember who it was, but they said that you know WGN Radio is 100 years old. Queen Elizabeth was around for all but four of those years. Right. Wow. Think about that. I wonder Amazing. if she listened on the stream. I'm sure she did. Yeah. We never got a call from the queen, did we? No. I've got a problem with my toilet. Nothing you know, I wonder, I wonder who covered her for W. I wonder who covered her for WGN when she was here in 1959. Ooh, that that would, would be, be great mm. to you find that audio. there's got to be audio of that. Somewhere, yeah. Well, they probably threw it away. <laughs> it's probably in the vault at the Tribune. Right, right with along the baseball, with the baseball. Yeah. yeah. With the baseball. Hey, what's this? All right. 857 557 Lou. 857-557-4. number. This is Christine in South Bend. Hi, Christine. You're on House March Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Fixit. I'm excited to talk to you. How may I help you? I am have my air conditioning unit. Uh, failed over the Labor Day weekend, and I need to know what to look for when I'm replacing it. Um, what about um, the furnace? Is it just the air that um, that failed? As far as I know, the furnace was still running. Okay. How old is the furnace? Uh, I think we replaced both units about 17 years ago. Okay. All right, so we're going to replace both. 
Okay. We're not going to, the reason is I don't want you with something that age, if it's over 15 years old, putting a new uh, air conditioning coil and a condensing unit connected to an old furnace, they, they work in concert together, right? They're kind of a, they're like a couple. And um, you don't want to have the old equipment, the furnace side, connected to the new stuff. Because then when that fails, it's it's just going to cost you more down the line. So it makes more sense financially for you to get bids on a complete replacement furnace and AC. You'll find that the units are far more efficient than they were 17 years ago. You'll find more than likely that the heating side of it the furnace may be a little smaller in the btus that they use just because of the efficiency and as far as brands go you know you want to stick with some of the major brands uh carrier train lennox uh ream these are all you know very good brands that get serviced really well you're in South Bend, so you're going to you know, have to make a few phone calls to uh, get these estimates. There's rebates that are available um, for putting in high-efficiency systems. So if you have the ability to upgrade to a 90-plus, if you don't already have that, there may be some financial benefit from you, for you, rather, to do that. What's 90-plus mean? It vents out of the side of the home. It doesn't vent through your chimney. Do you know what you have now? Um, no, I do not. It probably vents through the chimney. When you walk around the house, you don't see a couple of white plastic pipes sticking out of the side of the house. No. Yeah. So the other issue there is what's the age of your water heater? Uh, probably five years or less. Oh, okay. All right. Many times if you were to upgrade to a 90% efficient unit where they would vent it out of the side of the house and you were to leave the water heater, conventionally vented water heater in the chimney, that might pose a problem in the winter months because it doesn't exhaust enough heat out of there. And so somebody may be saying, well, hey, lady, you know, if we're going to do this, then we have to put a chimney liner in, and that's another $1,000. But but this is my point. If and, and, and they're not wrong with that process to do that. But I would spend the thousand dollars and put a direct vent water heater, and then have everything be high efficient, and then you could get a potential tax credit for that as well. Okay. Now, how do I determine the size? Uh, how large of a unit I need? You do not. They do. So they're going to do a load calculation based on your home. They're going to come in and say, "All right, well." Uh, Christine, your house is, you know, three bedrooms and it's got this many windows and it's made of, you know, siding or it's brick or whatever. And they do a load calculation. You have this many vents and whatnot, and then they will size it. If they just walk in and say, hey, lady, I'm doing this and here you go, that's not the person you're going to hire. So you want them to do what's called a load calculation for the size of the unit. Okay. And then do I have my air ducts? cleaned after all this is completed if you've never had it done it's also good money spent but do it after when it's all said and done well it may no 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 it they they may do it in concurrently If, if if your many hvac companies offer that service and so 
if they do, then they'll take the old furnace out, they'll clean the vents, and then they'll put the new furnace in. Okay, this is good news. Thank you much for all your information. Whenever I tell my husband a chore needs to be done and what to do, he balks. But if I say, <laughs> Mr. Fix-It said this is what you do, he's right on oh, it. Oh, he's a good man. Yes. All right, have a great day. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for your help. You got it. It's 722 in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. We have a brick home, and um, we put like a plaque. My husband drilled holes in the mortar, okay, not in the brick. And we put these ackermans in there and put this plaque, screwed this, this wooden plaque on there, and it was there, it was fine. But we have really bad winds out here, and it somehow, I guess, it kind of got behind there and ripped it out. Oh, no. Now, I want to know, is there something better to put this plaque back up there? Um, well, are you going to... So the plaque is fine, right? In other words, you could just stick oh, yeah. it back up yeah. there, no problem. It's but, just a matter of attaching it to this brick. But did the you know, like anchors wood is fine. did the anchors pull out of the mortar? Yes. Okay. And were they plastic anchors? I believe so. Yes. All right. So a couple things we can do. You could you could take you could take the plaque, which you probably have the plaque with the screws and the anchors still all connected. Correct. Uh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. All right. You could blow out the holes, just kind of go up. I don't know. I'm assuming you can go right up there and go like that, right, to clean it up. Then uh, take a little um, silicone caulk and squirt it into the holes. Clean up the anchors and then position and, and then maybe do this too. Right in the center of the plaque, put a nice little dollop of silicone. On the oh, back, on, on the back side, the press it, but just one dollop, not a big one, and press okay. it back in. And if it's possible to put a little weight on it, like lean something against it, you know, like the even a ladder a, or something, a ladder that would be perfect, like a, a ladder, just something to hold a little bit of pressure there. Overnight, you're done. Or you could get larger anchors and replace the screws so that it bites more. But I think if you did the silicone, you'd be fine. And then eventually, if you ever had to get it out, you would just unscrew the screws, take a little putty knife and scrape off the, um, you know, the whatever that dollop of silicone there, and you're good. Okay. Okay, because I was wondering, you know how they have those ones for plaster where you put them in and they kind of expand? Yeah, not for brick. Not for brick. No, they didn't have anything like that. Clean this up, do the little silicone trick, and I think you're good to go. Thank you, Lou. You got it. Have a great day. It is 7.30 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Time to head into the WGN Radio newsroom. I was looking up the book. Remember I was talking in the Gilkey commercial about the book? The book is called The Little Red Hen which is by Paul Galdone, and it's a nursery classic, okay? And um, he said I should start a book club because Oprah's not doing it anymore. So we could do children's books. I love it. I used I, to read this I, book. I would finish those. I used to read this book to our kids when they were little all the time. It's a timeless story of having your cake 
and eating it too comes to life with Paul Galdon's dynamic, amusing pictures, a classic storybook for all young readers, and a cautionary tale for lazy ones. You lazy kids. Little Red Hen is a time-tested tale and about how we reap what we sow when the Little Red Hen asks a cat, a dog, a mouse for help planting some wheat. She gets no takers. No, said the cat. No, said the dog. No, said the mouse. They won't water, cut, or grind the wheat or help bake the cake either. So in the end, the little red hen eats the cake all by herself as well. It's a good book. Lou's Book Club. You know what I like about Lou's Book Club? You can read it in like a minute. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, night, night. All right. (laughs) It's Lou's Books to Go to Sleep by. Bedtime Books. Bedtime Books with Lou. Uh, you know who used to do that? Uh, you were not working at uh, WGN Radio, but um, uh, there used to be a guy in uh, on WGN called Ian Punnett. I think I had that right. Ian Punnett? Yeah. And they shifted his, and he had little kids, and they shifted his time slot that he had to work the evenings, and he didn't like it. And um, he used to read bedtime stories on the air. And his kids that. would it's listen. Great, it was you, great. You should do that. Yeah. He was on WGN for a long time, many, many, many years ago. 857-557-4LU, but we're going to do our Noodle Lou 2 first. All right. So this one is, I found this one at the Ace Show. And if you're doing some staining and you need just a little bit to touch it up, this might be the Noodle Lou 2 that you're looking for, sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. couple summers ago, I said, hey, I'm going to sand and restain these Adirondack chairs that we have in our backyard. Four wooden chairs that needed a little refresher. I did it and I will never do it again. What a pain and what a mess. That is why this weekend's new Tulu 2 caught my eye because maybe, just maybe, it wouldn't be so messy. It wouldn't be such a pain. This weekend's new Tulu 2 is from Rustoleum, and it's the Verithane Less Mess Wood Stain, which is an easy-to-use, water-based, low-odor, fast-drying stain that's perfect for smaller projects, crafts, and even parties. It's a four-ounce bottle, so not a ton of stain, but you just buy a few more bottles. It comes with a foam tip applicator. That is the key. Similar to shoe polish that controls the flow of the stain and keeps your hands clean. So if you've ever been intimidated by the thought of tackling a messy wood stain project like me, Less Mess Wood Stain from Verithane is your answer. It comes in a bunch of on-trend colors like dark walnut, smoke gray, ebony, golden oak, espresso, and gray. And it makes it easy to kind of customize your finish and make you feel like you really accomplished something, you know? You shake it up and then you press and squeeze at the same time to apply the stain. Let it dry and voila! If there's any stain left, you just screw the cap back on and put it away until you need it next. No need for rags, no need for brushes, no additional tools, materials. You just squeeze, press, and stain. Each bottle goes for under 10 bucks. And hey, you can find out more on the YouTube House Smarts channel. And while you're there, you might as well click that subscribe button. You won't regret it. It's a good one. Uh, it's a good touch-up. It would not be something you would use the 
uh, Adirondack for because it's probably more than that because it's only four ounces. But it would be great for smaller stuff, like smaller, smaller stuff, like a birdhouse. It's really for touch-ups. Um, and I do remember when you did that project, um, you regretted doing those Adirondacks pretty much when you got halfway done with the first chair because you had to do so much sanding and getting them ready. But they looked fabulous when you were done. And you, your hands, the stain was probably on your hands for just about a week until you got it all off. <laughs> it was a really good look. Too bad it wasn't around Halloween because it would have fit right in with your witch costume and, you know, your dirty, filthy hands from all the staining. 857 It's all up on, uh, go to youtube.com slash TV and you can see the information there as well. Um, with uh, fall approaching, you know, one of the things that you're going to hear me talk a lot about is getting your furnaces cleaned and checked. This is the time to get on it. While this weather is in the middle, then this is the best time really to contact uh, one of these HVAC companies you hear me talk about uh, on the radio here all the time. A bunch of different ones that um, are on WGN, all of them will do a really nice job for you to do that clean and check. It is money well spent to ensure that the system is in tip-top shape for the winter. We get it done every year. This is the time because their uh, companies are not super busy, and so you can kind of get the schedule that you want. Once the weather starts to turn, it gets a lot colder. That's when systems uh, bear down and have a problem, and then it's very difficult to get uh, you know the schedule when you want it to come out there. In the meantime, also pay attention to this is a time of year where you probably haven't changed your furnace filter in a while. And I think I've mentioned since the beginning of COVID, I my new recommendation now is that you, you replace your filters uh, once a month and you use pleated filters and you just make that investment for cleaner air inside the home. I think it just makes sense from a practical side. Yeah, you're going to buy a few more filters, but um, in trying to keep the air as clean as possible for a myriad of reasons, even you know when we are completely done with COVID someday, uh, or whatever that means, that um, you know you're you're just gonna the air quality inside your home is going to be so much better if that's what you do, and you know you can go once you know the size, just buy a case of it and leave it in the basement or the mechanical room, put it on your calendar once a month, swap them out and go. But again, if you're going to have that furnace cleaned and checked, this is the time uh, to call those people to get that scheduled. All right, eight five seven. Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. It's seven forty five in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Okay, Chris, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Hi, Lou. How's it going? I'm good. It's going great. What's going on? Um, looking for an electrician. I called Arnold um, yesterday, but they don't come out to Evergreen Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little far. Uh, although we love Evergreen Park, um, it's you know part of my statement that you can live your whole life um on everything that's on 95th street uh right by you there's not an electrician on 95th street there's got to be you know what i i have not seen an electrician you, you can get pizza you can get beer you can get, um, you can buy a car right you, you can, can buy a car you can get a wedding you dress go. you can get a wedding dress yeah. right it's, it's like a million things yep. on 95th street um oh, here's what i would what, what kind of work do you need done um you know, like uh, every time the pool heater goes on, it like trips a, mm. a circuit breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple loose things in the garage um, that kind of blink on and off. Right. 
Okay, go to uh, the Nary website, <clears throat> N-A-R-I dot O-R-G, Nary.org. Plug in your zip okay. code, look for members of the electricians uh, that are part of Nary, and I, I know you'll find one there that works down on the south side. I don't have a specific south side recommendation for you, but I know that you'll find one if you go there. Okay. Thanks, Lou. All right. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU. Well, we can stay down south here and talk with um, Dennis, who's in Park Forest. Hey, Dennis, good morning. You're on House March Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are we doing this morning? Doing great. What's going on? Well, I just uh, am traveling, and I turned on your show, and I heard that commercial about uh, uh, the staining stuff that, you know, kind of pretty easy stuff. And it made me wonder, whatever happened to, and have you heard about, Formby's refinisher? Um, I used to strip wood and, you know, buy it from a yard sale and strip it and fix it up and then try to resell it. And and I found that, you know, the stripping the wood and all that stuff was really big mess. But Formby's refinisher, you put it on, yep. it cleaned up everything, yep. got the dirt out, it kind of livened up the stain that was in there and even, you know, kind of put a little bit of a sealer in there. Right. I usually put more on, you know, have you heard of it? I have heard of it. It's hard to find. It's now owned by Minwax. And I think they may have discontinued that brand name and they now have it under a different name. But, you know, one of the a competitor to that is a product I talk a lot of that will accomplish the same thing that you're talking about is called Howard's yeah. Howard's Restore a Finish. Ah, okay. And that is basic basically uh uh Formby's and the Howards are both similar products in they're called a wood amalgamator. And you use um okay. you use uh you know either a um microfiber towel or steel wool with the grain, and it just it. Yeah. The Howards and the Formbys was always the secret of antique stores. That's how they would kind of bring stuff back to life, and then you would go in and like, oh my god, it looks amazing. It just gives it a little, uh, freshens up the patina a little bit, and makes the stuff look great. Yeah. So if you're still doing this work and you still like to do it, check out this product called uh, Howards Restore Finish. Still made. You'll find it at good paint stores and hardware stores, and it comes in different shades. It doesn't apply a finish, yeah, but it does freshen up the finish that was there. Yeah, and a lot of times with those recycling those yard sale stuff, that's all you really needed to do. That's it. You're right. Kind of freshen it up, right. get the dirt out of the grain, right. bring uh, the stain back up, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're, we're such a we're such a yeah. disposable society now that people are like, oh, that old thing looks terrible, and then if you literally spent, you know, an hour on it, uh, you'd be amazed at the results. Yeah, yeah. Now, for really bad stains, then I just would cheat and paint the stuff. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, paint, you know what? There's nothing wrong with paint. That's a good one. <laughs> I just, I like natural wood. I don't like to cover it with paint unless it's, like, really bad. Yeah, no, I so, hear you. I understand. Yeah. All right, well, All right, well, thank you. You got it. I appreciate the phone call this morning. 857-557-4LOU. Let's get one more in here. This is Ray, who's in Bartlett. Ray, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, 
Hi, good morning, Lou. Love your show. Um, appreciate your taking my call. Yeah. I have an issue with a... I, I tried to um, repaint a piece of furniture, an older dresser, and I repainted it, and it. I wanted it to be a white, and it turned out perfect. Um, but then I decided to place polyurethane on the top so to be scratch-resistant, and I used an oil-based polyurethane, and it turned the top yellow. So my question is, what's my best way to remove that polyurethane? And then what else could I use should then the, the, the um, you know, then that? Well, so the, okay. The problem, you, I, I can get the, so we can get the polyurethane off. Actually, ironically, with that product I just mentioned, Howard's Restore Finish, they make that in a neutral but the white okay. but the white will still be yellow. Okay. So you're going to sand it. So you're going to have to sand it. Is it just the okay. top you put this on? Okay. So then let's just sand it all off because you got to get rid of the did and how did you apply the white paint? Uh with a brush. Okay. So sand it off. Get it. You don't have to go down to the bare wood, but you got to get it off until the yellow is gone, right? And right. get it nice right. and smooth, repaint it, um, and if you really are committed to doing some type of, um, you know, coating on the top for to make it scratch resistant, then why don't you right. use the waterborne Varathane? Okay. So uh, the, Minwax makes a um, Minwax makes a uh, a product called. Um, um, oh my gosh! Uh, now I, I can see the bottle, and it's uh, um, PolyClear. That's what it's called. And they make that okay. in a, they make that in a matte finish, in a satin, in a semi gloss. And you can buy a little pint of it. Use a foam brush, then put a oh, coat okay. on there. Waterborne, non yellowing, won't yellow the paint, and <clears throat> put a couple coats on there, and you should have a pretty good finish over the top perfect perfect okay and you don't think i should use a stripper the only thing reason is because like on the it, it i kind of did the side along the side of the top and it's it's a groove nice kind of um, well then try the howard's restore a finish with um yeah, with steel I turn my radio with steel wool howard's restore a finish in neutral with steel wool okay. that'll remove the finish and get you down to the paint and then you can okay. and then you can sand. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Good luck. Appreciate you calling this morning. All right. It is seven fifty-seven in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Yeah, but if they we go, go if we go hit kill all the golfers, they'll throw us. They'll lock us up and throw away the key. <laughs> golfers, oh you God. idiot. <laughs> oh my god that is so funny bill murray was ready to you know he was at his wits end which uh by the way i will tell you a little known fact about the movie caddyshack okay all right so you know well you know this uh gentlemen and, and Lindsay may know this too you know that chevy chase and uh bill murray did not really get along right and uh in in general and the scene where <clears throat> bill murray or no uh chevy chase goes into the like the shed to play through, you know, yeah, late, little late night golf, 
little late on that golf, and then they have that whole interchange, you know, that's uh, that's in the place. And that entire scene, this is known, was all ad lib. I know. There was no, you know, script whatsoever. And it's actually a very funny scene. But there's a scene where um, Bill Murray's speaking to Chevy Chase, whatever they're doing, and there is a pallet of, like, fertilizer, like ginormous bags of fertilizer, you know, probably as tall as, as you, Lindsay, and it's all bags of Milorganite. <laughs> Which, Stinky. back then, you know, a lot of golf courses used it, and I talk about Milorganite all the time. So when next time you're watching in that scene, I want you to look. It's very prominent. These bags, they're like all upside down, turned upside down, but they say Milorganite on them. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I have to check this out again. You got a pool over oh. there? You got a pool and a pod. <laughs> oh, here we got, I got Andy all, and uh-huh. it's in. Here he is. Roy Leonard, he's going for all the movie lines now. <laughs> but a giant gopher. I don't think I've ever seen a live gopher other than this thing that's evidently they got him in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hmm. I wish What's them well. Come? Grand Rapids is a great place to be. Nice town. Yeah. Yeah, really nice town. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, pretty funny. Uh, she's like, should we tell the landlord? I'm like, yeah, I think it's a rodent that you probably, I don't know, I don't know that they're interested in, you know, I don't know what a gro- what a gopher eats that what didn't go well in Caddy Greasy camera guts? Gopher guts? Gopher guts. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, according to Rodney Dangerfield, that kangaroo just stole my ball. Right. <laughs> All right, turn his mic off. 816 in the morning. Lou Manfredini here with you. 857-557-4. Lou, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes, I, I mentioned that this is um, Misericordia Family Fest is tomorrow. Now, the weather doesn't look like it's going to be so great, but you never know. It could change. We still want you to come out. Uh, I'm still going to be attending. I'm still going to be working in the taco tent. I'm still going to be uh, hopefully uh, trying to raise some money for Misericordia as well. And um, it's been on hiatus for a couple of uh, years, but I think that, um, you know, we're going to give it our best shot tomorrow. You can never plan for the weather, but you can plan for good times with good people. And that's going to be tomorrow on the grounds of Misericordia from 11 to 6 uh, at 6300 North Ridge Avenue. So we're going to have a conversation with... uh, Julie O'Sullivan. We're going to revisit a conversation that I had with her a few weeks ago because we didn't think it was going to air this uh, uh, Saturday because of some commitments we had, but I wanted to remind everybody about it and the mission of Misericordia. Uh, You can learn more by going to misericordia.com or you can call 773-273-2768. All right, it's 817 in the morning. Let's do this. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. And the conservation status, not concerned. There's a lot of them. But uh, it says the average is 8 pounds. This thing looks to be like 40. <laughs> Idiot. It's like, a, yeah, like literally put a, uh, uh, their fur is yellow. Yeah, they have short legs, bushy tail. They're short, powerful limbs. They have small, yeah, it's exactly, he's exactly right. Uh, Mike, thank you, Mike. I'm looking right at the picture of this thing. And looking at the picture on uh, <clears throat> on the internet, and it's exactly it. I wonder if they're like, what do they what do they eat? You know, like what they're a squirrel, so they must eat like branches and nuts and that kind of stuff, right? But they live in the ground. Mm. Thus, the term groundhogs. 
Lettuce, alfalfa, clovers, dandelions, daisies, red mulberry, and hackberry leaves. Oh, there you go. Well, there's all this vegetation where he's hanging out, so it's like it looks like it's. I think right by their house where the thing's sticking out, it's like an old country buffet. Why would it move? It's like the greatest thing. Anyway, eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Uh, who am I going to? Two? Is that Ray? No. How about one? One would be, uh, line one would be Don in Chicago. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I have a question regarding the best brand. I'd like to know the best brand of non-slip outdoor concrete paint. To paint a back porch, a uh, six-step porch that leads up to my back door. Well, you're not going to buy it non-slip, but you're going to add something to it. Okay. So, if you are the have the concrete steps been painted before? Uh, no, but they were coated about fifteen years ago with some kind of uh, white sealer that's now beginning to wear off. I mean, they look nice for years, but now it's beginning to look like uh, it's dirty looking and it's spotty looking, and I just want to redo it to, to make it look a little more nicer. That's all. Okay. And structurally, what... everything is fine. Structurally, it's okay. Okay. So you're going to do a little bit of prep work, right? Like. Clean yeah, it, bit, clean it up, to, yeah. maybe a little, uh, um, you know, uh, what's the word, uh, sanding or cleaning or something like that, right? Yes, yes, maybe power washing. Power washing, it. okay. Then, if you want to use, I mean, you can use any outdoor concrete paint. Um, okay. And then you're going to buy a little container of silica sand. That you're oh, gonna, all right, okay, I know what you mean on that. Okay, you're going to mix it in there? You're going to add it to it, and you want to stir it really well. Actually, sure. the Ace paint, <clears throat> their concrete uh, exterior concrete stain is a very good paint under their Ace Royal brand. Royal? And okay. if you buy that in whatever color you, I mean, I, I think the, those are all pre-mixed colors. Okay, and well, white um, sand color is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think you Something can, like beach I, I think you can find that. Okay, the biggest issue with this, Don, is that you need to <clears throat> keep stirring it, and as okay. you apply it, because the silica sand, it'll be suspended, but you want to try and make it as consistent as possible. So keep stirring, you know, put it, if you're going to roll it or brush it or whatever in a pan, keep stirring it and sure. um, so that you get a nice, even consistency with the silica on there. And if you're rolling it... You, you, if you're rolling it, what'll happen is you'll get spots where like, oh, I like how the texture looks here, but here it's a little thin. Take a brush and almost scoop it up <clears throat> with the brush, and then you huh. kind of tap it to get the okay. sand in, then roll over the top of that. Go a second second time with a roller. Right, okay. so, that, so that you get a nice okay. consistent texture so that it looks nice, right? Right, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is get a nicer appearance. On yeah. The thing. yeah, and then all right, Royal Paint. If you go, I'll try. I'll try going to my local Ace Hardware over here. All right, or one, maybe your store up in uh, Edgebrook. Sure, one not o- too far from there. One other thing: in that's the it. winter, be careful with the shovel. Oh yeah, I was thinking. Oh, yeah, that's right too. Yeah, if I have a uh, aluminum shovel or something like that. So you want a plastic? Might, uh, you want a blade? Up, uh, you want a uh, snow shovel with a plastic blade, not metal? Right. Right. Okay. Because you'll you'll, pe- you'll peel it that. you'll peel it right off and then if you're going to use yeah, right. ice melt okay, ice yeah, melt no be careful with that all this and then ruin, ruining it in the first snow, snowstorm correct 
Okay, I'll be careful with it. I appreciate the help on this, and we'll check with the, uh, your Ace Hardware store. Thank you. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574. Lou, you know, one other thing I've been talking about as well is um, next week I'm going to be on September 15th. I'm going to be hosting this um, event for the people over at Humble Design. Uh, I'm excited about this. This is great. They've got a, an evening. There's still tickets available, and it's going to be on the rooftop of the um, post office, the old post office, which is really fun. And they're very excited about this band called Bumpus. I just like that. I'm going to get, I think if I was going to get a tattoo, that's what it would say, Bumpus. I mean, what is that? Oh, it's some band. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, you can learn more about the mission of humble design by going to humbledesign.org. And if you'd like to attend the event as well, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's coming up on the 15th. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, lo- lots of things to give back to and be grateful for. And I'm, I'm very excited about that as well. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Um, real quick, before we uh, break for news, uh, Andy, uh, I have a question for you. The, uh, y- 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 oh, did he step, did he just step away? Oh, I just missed him. All right. Well, I- I'll ask Andy afterwards uh to to confirm something that i saw you know andy's going to be uh hosting with the uh with the the bears our bears show on sundays so that's a lot of fun and i think andy will do a great job so we need to talk to andy about that and promote that starting tomorrow working it was working poor andy like a dog 857-557-4 is the phone number i mentioned to you that uh, tomorrow is uh, Misericordia Family Fest, and um, we're going to uh, we're going to make the best of it and have lots of fun. Uh, that we can go out there and uh, coming up and uh, right after the news, I'm going to have a conversation with uh, Julio Sullivan again. We're going to kind of revisit a conversation we had earlier in the month about promoting the uh, event and what they're doing. You know, one of the things that I've uh, spoken to a lot of people about this organization, and and that I want to always. Uh, kind of enlighten people about is that not only has it been around for over 50 years, but it's one of the models for organizations taking care and helping uh, adults and children with disabilities live their best lives. I think that ultimately goal Recordia is. And, and as I meet other people that have live in other States or other cities and they they always talk about wishing there was a place like Misericordia for their family or their friends, and um, and it, it's it's such a blessing to be able to have an organization like this with so such a dedicated staff and so many dedicated volunteers helping for this mission all the time. And so when you think about the most vulnerable people that we have in our lives it's our responsibility to help take care of them. And, um, and it's something that, uh, I am blessed to be able to partake in with my wife and my family and family fest is just one more way to, uh, help them keep that mission going for years and years to come. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up, but right now it's time for WGN radio news with Dave Schwann. They're having a lot of fun over there at the WeTransfer. Uh. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that we, uh, uh, well, I mentioned that uh, we had a conversation a few weeks ago about Misericordia's Family Fest, which is tomorrow. I wanted to revisit that conversation uh, 
this morning. Take a listen. Julio Sullivan, who's the Director of Creative Arts and Marketing over at Misericordia. Julie, good morning and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you have, uh, I'm sure, have so many things on your plate, but uh, the Family Fest, you've been at Ms. Uh, for a number of years now. It's got to be fun to be planning this once again. Yeah, you know, we're so excited. Like you said, we've uh, taken a two-year hiatus uh, due to COVID, and so we're ready to welcome, you know, our several thousands of friends and family back to our campus. I don't think a lot of people have been able to come to our campus Mm. for a while, and so this will just be a a huge family party, right? A a huge festival to uh, kind of welcome everyone back, and it's our 40th. Right. our 40th family. Wow. You know, we're just really excited to come back, and I know Sister Rosemary is you know, really excited to be able to welcome everyone back to campus, you know, after two long years. So we're, we're ready. We're getting ready. We're ready. <laughs> now, did we, I, I think there's an opportunity here, you know, cause sister obviously gets to make the rounds and somebody usually takes her around in a golf cart. I think if there's a, like a golf cart company out there that wants to send a, a souped up golf cart, right. That sister <laughs> could use, you know, something really something else, right. Just to kind of go around big tires and whatever, you know, so we can elevate her a, a little bit, or right. Like a put, right. The sister mobile, it could be the sister mobile, yeah. but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm super excited because, um, it's such a, it's such a, well, I don't know how to describe it. It, it is, Everybody's walking around and they're there enjoying themselves. They're there supporting this unbelievable organization, uh, you know, and it's it's always a beautiful day when it's Family Fest. doesn't matter what the weather is going to do, but the weather, I'm sure, will cooperate with us. Now, can for those that have never attended Family Fest, can you give a little snapshot of kind of what the vibe is like, what they'll see, what kind of activities are there, and some of the entertainment and opportunities there are to enjoy themselves. Sure. You know, so it's really fun for everyone. Um, you know, bring your kids, bring your friends. You know, for the adults, we have the Bears game playing in our beer tent. Um, we have so much food and fun. And for the little kids, there's free games that they can play. They'll get little tokens. They win prizes. They love it. Mm. There's going to be some little rides there. We have football toss and golf and stuff like that for the teenagers. And then the entertainment, we have three uh, stages. So we have the children's entertainment and there's going to be, you know, like the Loyola Ramblerette, Hugo um, Elvis tribute. He is this wonderful Elvis, um, I'll say impersonator. And he just really brings the house down. He's so fun. Um, On the main stage, we have the Chauncey brothers. We have a band called in spite of ourselves. And then, uh, what everyone is always waiting for is the Misericordia Heartbreakers and yeah. Heart Zingers. So they'll be taking the stage again, and they're just so excited to be able to be back out there and, you know, be able to perform for everyone again. Um, and so it's just a really fun day. You know, there's something for everyone. We have the live auction, which I believe you are a part of. I uh, am. going to be doing the live auction and getting all that the money in, and we just have some fabulous stuff. We have I'll prep you, right? So we have Tuscany, we have Mexico, we have some sports tickets, we have resident artwork. I believe there's lunch with uh, Lois and Sister, so that I think will be a huge ticket. And then one of the best tickets, I believe, I don't know if you know, Lou, but there's lunch with you on that list. So. Wow, we might get four uh, or five so do- <laughs> four or five dollars for that, but uh, no, I'm that that's awesome. And and those those trips, by the way. I know that you have partnered in the past with these organizations that only um, 
make these villas and areas available to, you know, philanthropic uh, opportunities. And so these are, I know people that have won these trips in the past and they have done nothing but rave about how beautiful and wonderful it is. And so what an opportunity to get out there, you know, to donate to Misericordia and then to be able to enjoy, uh, you know, the fruits of your donation, which is just awesome. And then there's all kinds of great food options for people as well, right? Yes, we have, you know, our famous fest chicken, we have our, our ribs, we have tacos, we have the American booth with hamburgers and hot dogs, we, you know, just everything. Of course, the Misericordia Bakery will be out there. Mm. We have two locations for them. We've got the desserts galore going, you know. So again, it's something for everyone. And just walking around, there's going to be Star Wars characters, there's going to be pet therapy dogs, there's going to be um, the uh, the Jesse White tumblers, you know, I think everyone loves watching oh, that. Yeah. So, and it's just an amazing opportunity for people who haven't been to Misericordia to see our campus, right? Right. And so you can walk around the grounds and the residents will be out and it's just a, it's a, it's a nice introduction to Misericordia and just, you know, to see how happy the residents are and they're welcoming, welcoming everyone to their home, right? So right. it's a big family party and and here's a good thing, too. Free parking. There's free parking by our neighbors, S&C Electric, which is on Devon and Ridge, so you don't have to worry about parking. We have shuttles that will take you to the grounds, and then you're all set. So, you know, it, it can be hard to park on the north side, but we got that covered. Yeah, boy, S&C has just been a, a, a tremendous partner of Misericordia for so many years, so hats off to them, which is just amazing. All right, Julie, what are the details? Um, what, what are the times? Where can people buy tickets and all that good stuff? Sure. It starts at 11 a.m. and at 6 p.m. They can buy tickets online at our website at misericordia.com. It'll be on the homepage. You'll see the icon for Family Fest, and you can just click there. If you don't do that, you can always buy them at the gate. So you can arrive and just buy your ticket then. It's ten dollars for adults, five dollars for children. Yep, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be helping out with the auction. I'm also gonna be working at the taco tent. So if you're in the uh, mood for oh, some nice. tacos, come out and see us. And um, I'll be um, you know. Uh, creating some tacos they will put you to work yeah, yeah. They, will, they will make it happen for you julio sullivan is the director of creative arts and the marketing manager over at misericordia if you listen to this show with any regularity you know that i love this place i love everybody that works there volunteers there and lives there and uh myself my wife my family uh just you know can cannot do enough for misericordia and what their mission is and we're going to be so happy to be joining you all and i hope that all of you listening uh can come out and join us as well yeah that's tomorrow um so uh rain or shine it's going to be happening misericordia.com for more information all right it's 8 45 in the morning we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this well i'm thinking ahead to try to get a snowblower for the winter season coming up because my last one isn't working anymore. Mm. And I was thinking about getting an electric snowblower, but all the reviews that I read um, are not very positive. They don't seem to have the same power or last as long. When, when you say electric, do you mean one that you plug in or a cordless? Cordless with a battery. Yeah. Um, well, I have to tell you, that if I put my retailer cap on, you know, um, our number one selling snow throwers slash blowers have been 
the battery-operated ones, and people absolutely love them. Oh really? Okay. Now the the you know the question is so I was just at the I was just at the Ace Convention and how, how big of a drive or an area do you need? Do you need a single stage or a two stage? Um, what do you have now? I don't have. I, I don't. I really. I could probably get away with the single stage, but a lot of times I do my neighbor's area too. So a two stage would be nice. So Toro just introduced. The two-stage, battery-operated snowthrower that is part of their Flex Force um, battery platform, and to say mm-hmm. that this thing was impressive would be an understatement. And you know, essentially, a, a lot of these uh, bat- there's a lot of different companies that have these uh, battery-operated snowthrowers and implements. Ego is one of them; it's a very good brand. Um, they have a whole platform with a bunch of different products. Toro is a little late to the game on the cordless, but they've really upped it as far as while they may be, you know, late to the party, they've really done a lot of innovation and I really like their stuff. And in particular, their two stage unit, I would buy it in a second. I would buy it in a second. Now keep this in mind with the battery, unlike the gas you need extra batteries if you're going to do your neighbor, because you're going to get about okay. you're going to get about you know depending on the snow you're going to get close to sixty minutes of runtime on the batteries. Okay. With another set of batteries, though, you're like, oh, you know, these are done. Pop them out. Pop new ones in. And if you bought the extra set of batteries, which all the money, quite frankly, is in the batteries, so you're you, you know you'll be not surprised but you'll be um you'll be like wow that's how much they are but there's no gas there's no fumes there's no tune-up there's no and putting away for the winter you just charge the batteries and you go and if you're someone that takes care of your property you know if you get into one of these platforms like their 60 volt thing and then you buy another tool and you use that battery in the tool sure sure so I looked at um, one of the egos, and then the replacement battery was like almost four hundred dollars. Right, right, right. Facing B- batteries are exp- are expensive, um, yeah. it, and the ego, it, you know, for us at our store, that ego was the number one selling snow thrower, the single stage that we sold for the probably the past two years, and everybody really likes them. Okay, so. I, I, so the, the two-stage Toro that you just recommended, um, what is that um, ballpark? It's, it's for about the same. It's about the same price as their big two-stage gas. So I want to say it's somewhere like you know thirteen ninety-nine. You know, it's around the same price. The body of it is the exact same body as the gas unit. And so the way they described it to me was, okay, on Tuesday we're making the gas versions plunk, 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 and they put the Briggs & Stratton motors on it. And on Wednesday, we're doing the battery-operated ones, and they put the electric motors on them. So the body mm-hmm. of it, 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 if I... Ego does make a two-stage as well, and that they that's a very nice unit too, but if I put the two together, right next, side by side, you'd buy the Toro. Okay. Okay. And if I wanted to get like a one stage something that was maybe under a thousand 
They make one too, and Ego makes one too. The, those prices have gone up though. They're like eight ninety nine, I think, for that. So yeah, um, that you know the, the Ego one is a, is a fine unit. Okay. Okay, so you would you would definitely recommend going with the electric because I, I I don't like the the maintenance on the gas. You have to you know take right. all the gas out and put in stabilizer. Right. And all the, I mean, so here's stuff. here's the thing. I mean, with any of this newer technology, right? There's a little bit of a learning curve. So I just I don't want to you know I don't want to oversell it for you because you're gonna get to a point where you're like, mm, did I charge that battery? And maybe you didn't. And now it's snowing, and you get halfway done, and the battery's dead. And so then you go inside, and you have a cup of coffee, and you wait a half an hour while the battery charges, right? But if you do, Mm -hmm. if if it were me, and I was making the investment to switch, I would buy the two-stage, and I would bite the bullet, and I'd buy two extra batteries, so I had it. Now I'm in business, right? And so I keep the other two on the charger... And then, so I don't get caught with my you-know-what down, and um, and now I can pop those two batteries. It runs on two batteries, and then you put the two batteries mm-hmm. in, and you keep going. With another set of batteries, yeah. you, are, you are comparable in what you can accomplish time-wise with a gas unit, no matter what manufacturer you buy. But it's all about having the extra power okay. source. Okay, and the recharge time you you said thirty minutes is that? Well, wow, thirty that minutes. So thirty minutes will get you back in business. It probably with those big batteries, if they're completely drained, it's probably more like an hour. Okay, <clears throat> but thirty minutes would like be like, oh, I got enough to do fifteen more minutes. That's all I need. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thanks. This has been really helpful because I think I will go with the electric. You got it. Congratulations. I appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, it's eight fifty-seven in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What do we call that show on Sundays? That would be called the Hampton O.B. Show. The Hampton O.B. Show with Andy as the referee. Congratulations, Andy. Thank you. I have my my, uh, striped shirt is being pressed right now. My whistle is being repeed. He's Very been nice. practicing hand signals uh-huh. all morning right. in the sports studio. Right, there. right, right. There's all kinds of new rules now. you got to get yes. up on it, right? I've got the yellow flag ready to throw and the red challenge flag if I need it as well. I love it. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. It well, that'll be, be fun, a lot yeah. of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to, honestly, is watching the game with these guys. Right. Because so, these, these two guys obviously played the game at a very, very high and elite level. Right. And know more every time they wake up. Uh, they've forgotten more every time they wake up uh, about football than I'll ever know. So I'll, I'll, I love the insight just to be able to get in there and, uh, and, and watch a game with those guys. They're very think, passionate. Yeah, I think that as, a, as someone who does what you do, you know, I've been around sports for so many years. I mean, you were, you know, involved with baseball for all these years, but then, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're really into the sports. To be almost like the fly on the wall to oh, watch yeah. it all has to be just such a thrill. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And I'm really curious too to see their or to hear their thoughts on the the new regime because we really haven't uh, had a chance to really get in depth on you know, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and uh, the new coordinators and some of the new players. 
I, I knew their feelings about Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. That those are those are well documented and well known. <laughs> so we don't have to go back and revisit any of that because right. uh, you know if you can't say anything nice about somebody, you shouldn't say anything at all. Well, not in their case, of course, because it makes for great radio. Um, right. But uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see what their what their thoughts are about uh, about going forward here and starting things off with this new regime. So. Tomorrow, the Bears game is, is it a noon game? Yeah, it's a noon kickoff at Soldier Field. So we'll be on the air at 11, right after Dean Richards. And then uh, we'll come back at 3 o'clock and be on the air until 5. That's our post-game show. We'll hear from the fans. We'll also hear from Soldier Field. And now we, You know, a yeah. lot of our listeners know that we have these beautiful studios, oh, yeah. right? Where, where do where does a Hamp OB and a Mazer watch the game? And, if you know... Physically in the because we got a couple of big screen TVs. Oh yeah, we're you in don't the, stand out in the hallway no, there no, with no. those screens. No, right? we're in the main uh, the main conference room. Oh, uh, just off that auxiliary kitchen. Yeah, so the big table and uh, so the big the pizzas come in exactly. Listen, you know you're getting married soon, so you got to take it easy. On no, that. I know I might bring my own. <laughs> just kidding. Right. Are you kidding me? Do you think I'm, do you think they're going to let me not eat? No. It'd be like wings, exactly. and then all of a sudden your fiance's gonna be like, Andy, uh, uh-huh. that tuxedo's not, uh, yeah, it's pinching at the belt there. What's Just going on? Just a little bit, yeah. But you know, then I, I have the whole week to recover, right? That's true. Yeah. Right? You have one day of really having a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, that's one... fun. The big conference room that would be oh, a great yeah. place to see the game, definitely. We should bring in a couch, we should bring in a couch. Yeah, I think that's, that'd be uh... a great opportunity for the people at Walter E. Smith to sponsor the <laughs> team couch team watching. Couch. We can call it our bench. On? <laughs> we can call right. it our bench. <laughs> our bench, right, right. We're here on the bench, right? You could do a little, you you know, you're very involved on, uh, you know, the other thing, too, I think is fun for you, Andy, because you're, you're pretty active on social media. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to kind of do some tweeting. Oh, yeah. I tweet. Sure I tweet a lot. I'll, tw- I'll tweet some stuff to Walter. Andy Mazur, yeah. referee of the Hamp and OB show starting tomorrow at 11 a.m., Right after Dean Richards on Sunday before the 12 p.m. kickoff between the Bears and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Down and dirty in the trenches. Well, congratulations. Thank Andy. you. I'm Appreciate it. For you. Yeah, I'm happy about it too. 857 5574, Lou. 857 557 This is Rini, who is in Romeoville. Hi, Rini. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Uh, I've been listening to you for years, and I learned so much from you. Thank you. Uh, I have a Unilock paver patio, and one side is against my house, and there's a section that's sinking, and I, I don't know who to call or what to do about this. Well, with that, Rini, you need a landscaper that does brick pavers. And what they're going to do is take up all those pavers and then reinstall a new base, additional base to what you have, mechanically tamp it down, and then reinstall the brick. Well, who does that? Ah, you're in Romeoville. Uh, you know who you could call? How, how big of an area are we talking about? The, the sinking part? Yeah. Oh, maybe a four by four. All right. So it's a smaller job. Um, yeah. You know, uh, they might be able to help you, but you may be able, you may have to wait. But um, I have a friend of mine that's in this business, uh, Joe Polina with Tommy Polina Landscaping. Do you have a pen or a pencil? 
Yes, I do. All right, so Tommy Polina, P-O-L-L-I-N-A. It, okay. 847-698-6868. Okay. And they're, no, uh, I, I, they're, uh, lo- have, go ahead. I've, um, found a couple of advertisements out this way and I checked with the Better Business Bureau. Yep. And none of them have any good, good recommendations. Right. I mean, well, Joe's a, uh, Joe is a longtime friend of mine for 30 years. And, uh, and so, this is a small job. I'm not guaranteeing that he'll do this for you, but you could at least call him and tell him we spoke. And if there's any, because they're okay. not they're not too far from you. They're uh, I believe their yard is in Franklin Park, so it's not crazy, you know, kind of near you, right? And they might anybody be, any other. It's a landscape. Anybody? It's a landscape contractor that does pavers that install pavers, um, and so you know. I, I would just be giving you names of people I can't recommend, you know, that Okay. That yeah. I can't give you any say, hey, they'll do a nice job for you type of thing. Right. Um, yeah, I I they were put in like sixteen years ago. Yeah. I mean it, it the, you know what? I mean here's the thing, Rini. When you have pavers like that, one of the benefits of pavers <clears throat> is that if it sinks and, you know, there's a problem, it can be repaired where with concrete Prior to Permaseal coming up with this poly level, uh, you know, it was a big involved thing if it sank. And so that's one of the benefits of having a paver patio or a paver driveway is that it can be right. repaired. Oh, I love it. I yeah. Mean, they did such a great job. Right. And I've had it, you know, refilled and, mm-hmm. and taken care of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. think the pavers did anything wrong. It's the ground. The ground. Right. Okay. I, I often wondered maybe there's water leaking in there somewhere. Well, I, don't know. I mean, as long as you're not seeing any in the in the basement, I think you're okay. But um, yeah. you know, I the earth moves under my feet. I feel the oh, anyway. So uh, <laughs> uh, give 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 uh, Tommy Polina a call and see if they can help you out. Rini, I, I appreciate the phone call. It's nine twenty one in the morning. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. My wife and I built a deck uh, a good 25 years ago, and it's settling. The four-foot piers that we put in, we went down four feet, and uh, it's settling in in one area of the deck. Do you have any suggestions or uh, can recommend somebody that could come in and raise that area of the deck and get it back to where it should be? How far down is it? Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say three to four inches. Mm. And when you, did you build the deck, you said? Yes, I did. Okay. And did you put the post on the pier or the post in the pier? The post are on the pier. Okay. And did you, the post that's on the pier, how is it connected to the pier? With uh, metal, metal um, brackets. Okay. That surround like a four by four? Correct. Okay. I mean, well, actually, the the, the metal bracket is is um, holding the the beams, like the two by eights or two by ten beams. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here if I can remember right here. 
And so that's the part that's actually setting. The posts the post aren't set, settling. It's the, the beams that are resting oh. on the concrete. The the beams that are resting on the concrete. Well, so you've got a, like, a, I'm just trying to figure this out. So you got, I'm assuming, four by four posts that are on top of the pier, correct? Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm sorry, Lou, I, I, I directed you wrong. It's a, like a two by ten is laying on top the concrete column, the post that I put in the ground. Okay. So the two by ten is on the post, but Correct. the actual joists that are connecting to the two by ten are what's sagging. Well, the, the joists aren't sagging. It's the, the whole concrete, the, the four foot concrete column oh. that I have buried in the ground. That's what's settling. Okay. Oh, Randy. And so it's throwing the deck out. Uh, like I said, it's it's at least, if I was to put a dry line with a line level, um, you know, back to the house and out to the edge of the deck, it's settling at probably a good three inches. Okay, so could I, could I, or could you, and, and let me ask you this too, where that 2 by 10 ribbon is, how much space do you have between that and the ground itself, not the post? Yep. Well, right now in the in the worst area, I'm I'm about two inches off the ground. Okay. Um. So I think you got a couple of options. I mean, you're never going to find anybody to do this, but I think you could. Well, do... I had go ahead. I had talked to um, one of your sponsors, um, Deck Tech. Deck Tech, and uh, sent them pictures because they they didn't want to send anybody out to look at sure. it. Sure. And uh, originally they said that, um, you know, we were kind of out of their working area. Yeah. But if I could send pictures, they could give us an estimate. Yep. And they, they did get back to us after about a month of back and forth and um, told us that, you know, it, w- it was going to run us around anywhere from sixty-five to $80,000 to fix this. Oh, my gosh. And I said, geez, I'm not building a house here. Wow. You know, I just want to, you know, I want to raise the deck and maybe if, if it's possible, shim on top of that concrete column, you know, d- disconnect the the joist from the column and then shim it somehow rather than, you know, taking all the deck apart and drilling new holes and pouring new concrete. and So the rest, other than sagging, the deck is fine. Yeah, the deck is fine other than just, you know, sagging in that one area. So here's what I would do if I were you. And the section where we got to raise it up, I would dig a trench under the deck wide enough that you could put like a couple of two by eights in the ground flat in a trench. And I would get Mm -hmm. a two ton car jack. And I would put it on top of those planks and I would jack the car jack up to get there to lift the deck up. Mm-hmm. Then I would take two, that the same 2 by 10 that you put in there, the 2 by 8s that you put to hold the car jack. I'd cut blocks, stack them, which gets you to 3 inches, jack up the deck and slide them underneath that post, and then lower it. Mm-hmm. You can buy a new yeah, jack. That, that's- you can buy a new jack. You could dig the trench. You could buy the two by tens. It's you're doing the work, but the whole thing's not going to cost you two hundred dollars. Uh huh. 
Yeah, that's that's what that's kind of what I was thinking of doing, you know. But I wanted to I wanted to hire somebody because right now I'm just I'm swamped with work. Yep. And um, and I made this deck like I said twenty five. Right, years and, ago I think, and I think and I think and I think that what you know what the deck tech people are saying is like you know they they can't guarantee it, so they just want to build you a whole new thing and tear it all out. And I mean that's it's that and they're you're out of their area, and so they're pricing it that way. That's just crazy to. No offense to them, but it's crazy to spend that kind of money. As far as who could you get to do that work, um, you know, it's it, you now need you, you need a carpentry contractor with a little bit of two cents to figure out what I just described. Um, uh-huh. Let me, I tell you what, uh, hold on a second, and let me see if I can th- come up with somebody that um, that we can find Your for you. Your call is so, parked. Okay, park thank- extension is. Thank you. I got that. Thank you very much. So you're parked, and then we'll figure that out. Don't go anywhere. It's 9.31 in the morning. When we come back, we're going to do our Just Text Me segment. Right now, it's time for WGN Radio News. My my friends at uh, Arnold Electric uh, don't come to Wisconsin, so I have an electrician here that uh, I used, and they give you an estimate. They send it to you via text, and you can approve it all on your phone, and then you it's like the technology is amazing how it all works, right? It's just something. Um, what, what's a, Oh, got it. All right. Just text me. Uh, we got our just text me segment and uh, do you have some text messages that we can uh, do during our just text me segment? Not sponsored by anybody yet? I do, I do, I do. First one, I have a new bay window seat that's made of birch. Um, I want to re- or I want to seal it. Can I use Minwax spar urethane? It dries clear. Will it protect the wood? It will, and in particular in a window seat, because you're going to get all that sun. Spar varnish should be a really smart uh, move there. I will tell you, you want to thin the first coat. Add a little bit of mineral spirit, so put it in a container, like let's say, I don't know, half a pint. And then a couple of capfuls of mineral spirits. Stir that really well. Put that in there. It'll draw the solids from the spar into the wood more. It'll raise the grain. Knock it down with a little fine sandpaper, <laughs> and then two full coats of spar varnish after that once it dries, and it'll really protect the wood, in particular from the UV rays. Lou, is there a bathtub caulk that doesn't mildew? Used to be called Cleans, and now they changed it to Clean Seal, and it is Uh, They actually guarantee you not to mildew and mold. There's an enzyme in it. I will tell you this, that the trick is that you have to clean out all the old stuff really, really well. And then you apply this. And they make it in, I believe, a clear, a white, and an almond. Those are the only colors available. And it's from my favorite company, Sashko, out of Colorado, that also makes my other favorite caulking called Lexel. But I digress. How about one more? One more. Uh, Lou, I have a 500-gallon swimming pool that needs to be drained. Can I drain it into the four-story blue spruce I have behind my house, or will it be too much water? Well, I mean, I think that um, the problem with the pool is you have chemicals in it, and I would be worried about the chemicals harming the tree. So I would not do that. And if there's a way to drain it... I don't know, um, into a drain, 
Uh, it would help flush the drain system out with that kind of water, and then it would not harm anything, and he'd return it back into the environment, you know, eventually. I wouldn't do it on the tree because I'd be worried about the chemicals. That's our Just Text Me segment at 9.42 in the morning, 857 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines now. This is Cliff, who's calling in from Michigan. Good morning. Hey, Cliff, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm calling. Uh, I have a an issue. I have a, a detached garage, and I wanted to put in a motion detector light. I thought this would be a no-brainer. <laughs> and uh, I bought this device, and the manufacturer now tells me the reason why it isn't working is that I don't have a ground. When they put the when they built the garage, they only put a two wire in. There's no ground wire. So I uh, I just wondered if you might know of anybody that doesn't require uh, a ground wire for motion detectors. Now, this is just a light? Yes. That's it. And, um, yes. and does it... Um, uh, let me think about this. Is it a light that you... Add, Go ahead. I should add... The junction box where this uh, where I was going to put the switch in or the uh, motion detector for the light um, does not have a, a, a metal uh, like a. It's a plastic a box. Yes. Got it. Okay. How about we go with the solar powered motion light, and then you're done. Oh, that's a thought. Because then you can mount it to that box. It's all self-contained. There's a couple of different manufacturers that make these that are pretty nice, and they give off a lot of light. Now, there's no switch, so in other words, you can't you, you can't turn it on uh, independently of of no motion. But uh, one of the big makers in in solar powered motion lights is a company called Heath Zenith. And uh, there's other manufacturers, too. But some of the light that they give off is unbelievable. LED, they'll run, you, you can set how long you want it to go. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it might be. Could I add to the dilemma? I already have a, a motion detector on the outside of my house. But this was outside of the garage. But if this was to when the garage door opens... I wanted to be able to get a light on inside the, the garage, so the light would be inside the garage. Mm, you're just making my life. Uh, you're making my life difficult here. Um, I'm sorry. You know, no, no, no. I'm nice kidding. Uh, well, they make uh, a motion light that has a. I've seen a motion light that has a solar charger that you stick outside, and then the light yeah. is inside. So that wouldn't require any grounding because it's its own power source. It's its own power source. What was the name of that, Lindsay? What was the name of that light that we did that had that you wound it and it uh, and it was uh, it was battery operated, but then it also had a solar array. It was called like One Light or All Light or something. Uh, it was this company that created these uh, LED lights that had. Mm-hmm that they make one with a solar panel that you can plug in outside 
and you run a cord in and it keeps it charged all the time and and it they either have one with a switch or i believe they one with a, a motion sensor i still have the box at my house and i can see the box yeah. but i can't think of the name of it but if you keep if you keep listening i will give you the name of that but i do know i, I do know there are motion lights that um that do what you want to do and you can keep it charged outside it's its own source Plenty of battery, plenty of light, and you're good to go. Thanks. Can I sneak in one other quick question, please? Sure. I, I've never owned a home with a septic system, well and septic. This is on a lake in Michigan. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And the septic tank, some people say to put in, like, Rid-X, or, uh, and uh, other people say don't do that, that uh, it uh, upsets the, 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 uh, the, the process. E- so and I, you have a holding tank, a sludge tank, yes. right? That should be pumped. Yes. That should be pumped out, uh, you know, every few years, uh, depending on the, the load that's there. And the natural life cycle of a thing does a pretty good job. But the Ridex, what that helps is there. It's an enzyme, and it can help to break apart some of the sludge that can collect in the pipe leading to it. So I'm not anti-RIDX, just don't overuse it. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, we've had this place now 20 years, and we've only had it pumped once, the tank. I would pump it. That's, I mean, <laughs> now it all depends, on your, it all depends on your load, because I mentioned I have a home in southeastern Wisconsin with a sludge pump, but we have a, a large family, we entertain a lot, and we have it pumped every three years. And it's a septic field. It's a septic field, but it's also a mechanical system. But the, but the sl- doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The sludge tank, it's all the same. All the yeah, sludge right. has to go somewhere. And that I would definitely, uh, if it's been twenty years, uh, you're definitely due for that for sure. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's nine forty-eight in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Um, I know you're busy. Um, Bob, 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 I am never, Bob, I am never too. But they don't come up into the Arlington Heights area and stuff. Hold on. Do you have anybody else you can recommend? Hold on, Bob. I was talking, you were talking at the same time. I'm never too busy for you. Okay. So tell me what what you're looking for. Uh, To get the air, uh, fresh air ducts or the air ducts cleaned out in our house with the Oh, you want to have your ductwork cleaned, and and duck I think work cleaned, I see. Yeah. And you contacted who did you contact that that said they couldn't come uh, out that I way? Think a, is the, it Dykstra. Dykstra. The, yeah, they don't yeah. go to the Northwest Burbs. Um, you know who might be able to help you with that is Perfect Home Services. Have you tried them? Perfect Home Services. Yeah. No, I haven't. They're uh, they're but out, I, will. I believe they're out in the like they're based in Aurora, but they work around the area. And I believe I'm not a hundred percent confident. But I believe that they do air duct cleaning. When's the last time you had that done? Uh, about twelve years ago. We've yeah. had it done several times. Yeah, yeah. It's a smart move. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proponent of it. And um, you know, obviously the, you know, the with the reach of WGN Radio and our sponsors, you know, we reach such a wide uh, audience that you know our sponsors can only go so far. <laughs> so. Uh, right, you I know, understand. I that. totally respect that. I've had it done in other other buildings, but sometimes you don't feel you're getting a real good job. You know? Yeah, that so. that's the thing too. So uh, if you contact them, ask them about um, 
um, the uh, ask them about the um, how they do it. Right, I want something with a whip right. and a vacuum, not right. just a vacuum. Right. Okay. All right. I don't know if you have time for one quick sure. other question, but sure. I have an architectural roof on my house. You know, I think it's a lifetime guarantee, but it gets some straight uh, streaks on it and. On the north side, a little mold. Is there any roofer that's good at cleaning that or that won't hurt the roof? I guess that's my concern. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, someone like a Lindholm or a Rogers may do it, but quite frankly, uh, is it a is it a two-story home or a single-story home? No, it's a one-story home. Okay. How comfortable are you uh, using a garden hose? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm fine with that. All right, yeah. then go buy a bottle of Wet and Forget Extreme Reach Hose End. Connect it okay. to your garden hose. It'll spray 30 feet. Stand at the base of the house. Spray it at the top of the roof. It won't harm the roof. It'll get rid of the streaks. Just water down all the vegetation first before mm-hmm. you you do it. And uh, in 30 days, you'll see it looks brand new. Well, great. I thank you for your information, and have a great weekend. You got it. I appreciate you calling as well. I don't know that I want to give your father-in-law the name of the book because, well, I'm just not done. It's a good book, but I don't have it in front of me. I want to give you all the details. Well, it's called Escape from Java, the story of the USS Marblehead, and it's by a friend of mine, John Demogowski, who is... Of unbelievable World War II historian. I will give you all, I'll tell you what, I will finish it next week for sure. It's a really good book. And I'll tell you what, it just, when you read these books about the World War II, these men and these women that sacrificed so much and just did their jobs to protect us, and it's unbelievable. Like, we are a bunch of wusses compared to all those people of that generation because they just. It's just incredible what these people did. It really is something. So I'll give you all the details. Escape from Java, the story of the USS Marblehead, which is very good.